0: What's new? How is the
1: world treating you? My name is Ed Peters, and I welcome you to What's New. We return today to Matthew chapter 25, moving on to verses 14 through 30, the parable of the talents. This parable addresses the faithfulness of the Lord's servants, who in that future day will be waiting for His return to Earth. Now here is what Matthew writes. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going into another country who called together his servants and loaned them money to invest for him while he was gone. He gave 5,000 to one, 2,000 to another, and 1,000 to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities, and then left on his trip. The man who received the 5000 began immediately to buy and sell with it and soon earned another 5000. The man with 2000 went right to work too and earned another 2000. But the man who received the 1000 dug a hole in the ground and hid the money for safekeeping. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to him to account for his money. The man to whom he had entrusted the five thousand brought him ten thousand. His master praised him for good work. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, he told him. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Begin the joyous tasks I have assigned you. Next came the man who had received the two thousand with this report. Sir, You gave me 2,000 to use, and I have doubled it. Good work, his master said. You are a good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over this small amount, so now I will give you much more. Then the man with the 1,000 came and said, Sir, I knew you were a hard man, and I was afraid you would rob me of what I earned. So I hid your money in the earth, and here it is. But his master replied, You wicked man, you lazy slave. Since you knew I would demand your profit, you should at least have put my money in the bank so I could have some interest. Take the money from this man and give it to the man with the ten thousand. For the man who uses well what he is given shall be given more, and he shall have abundance. But from the man... Who is unfaithful even what little responsibility he has shall be taken from him and throw the useless servant out into outer darkness there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth into
0: my heart into Jesus.
1: There is a great principle in this parable for all of us. Someday we will all have to stand in the presence of God and give an account of how we have used what he has given to us. The Lord is not going to ask us how much that we have done for him, but how faithful we have been to that which he wanted us to do. Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder.
2: Jesus was an effective teacher, and often he taught by telling a story. While sitting with his disciples somewhere on the Mount of Olives, he told them a story about a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Evidently, these slaves were highly respected and trusted by the owner, They were considered as almost partners of his. In the ancient East, sometimes slaves were given much responsibility. The owner left them enormous amounts of money. A talent is not a skill of some kind that a person might have, such as a talent in music, but here it is a weight in silver. One silver talent weighed between 58 and 80 pounds, or between 26 and 36 kilograms. One talent was worth 6,000 denarii, and a denarius was a day's pay for a laborer. So one talent was worth an enormous amount. This owner placed a lot of trust in his servants. He gave five talents to the first, two to the second, and one to the third, each according to his abilities. Then... He went away on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with two talents gained two more. But the man who had received one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and put his master's money away. After a long time, the master returned and settled accounts with his servants. The first servant was highly commended and rewarded. The master said to the first two, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. For faithful service, these servants were highly rewarded. The problem was the third servant. When he reported, he said, Master, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid, and I went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. Evidently, this servant wasn't telling the whole truth. Apparently, he thought that perhaps the Lord wouldn't return at all and nothing would be required from him. In order to keep the talent for himself and make sure not to lose it, he hid it. Had he placed it in the bank, it would have been in the name of the master, and the servant would have lost it. His action evidenced his lack of faith in his master's promise to return. His master replied, "'You wicked, lazy servant!' So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned I could have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For every one who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him and throw the worthless servant outside, into darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. If we keep this parable in context, then the owner is Jesus our Lord, and these servants are the people of the Lord's race who occupy while he is away. The time precedes his return to our space. Of course, the principles in this story demand more than just that narrow interpretation. The good servants are faithful people who trust and love the master. But the focus is on the third servant. He does not love nor trust the master. Instead of blaming himself for his lack, he excuses himself and blames his master. He weakly suggests that he knew that his master was gracious and wouldn't punish him. We hear that same line so often today. I heard it again just recently. A man on a panel discussion regarding a serious sin said, But God is a God of grace and will overlook and forgive the sin. A God of love doesn't punish people. That attitude is as old as sin itself. Satan has man believing that grace condones sin, but grace never condones sin. God forgives in grace, but grace never condones sin or irresponsibility, as in the case of this third servant. To fail to do good with what God has given is a serious sin. It indicates man's lack of trust, commitment, and love for the Lord. The servant was banished and ended in hell, separated from the Lord, not because he didn't invest the money he had been given, but because he didn't trust or love the Lord. Finally, it is clear from this parable that to watch for the Lord's return is not to be passive, but to work and labor in his service with everything he has given. While the word talent in this parable refer to money, the lesson is clear. Everything that we have been given by our Lord is to be used in his service while he is away. The third servant didn't quite believe and trust the master that he was coming back. But he did come back at a time when the servant least expected him. Be prepared, be ready, be active. Mm.
0: Grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace and will. Grace
1: news is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Her mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263 USA.